J.M. the AM, hour number three for a Thursday after a couple of days in Israel back here in our New York City studio. And uh, one of the things that's going to be uh, brand new on this Thursday <laughs> is um, the That's Life program that uh, Miriam L. Wallach has conducted for many, many years here on the Nahum Siegel Network, but has been on somewhat, those of you who are paying attention, has been on somewhat of a hiatus over the last few months. And today, on this November the 16th, the plan is that it'll be a completely brand new um, edition of That's Life starting at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Miriam Al-Wallach, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nahum. Good morning. It has been a while. It has. It has. And um, those out there who uh, have, like I say, you know, probably noticed that there was uh, somewhat of a uh, a lull in the original programming that That's Life normally features. Mm. You know, we were uh, airing some encores and doing other things over the last few a months. A yeoman's effort by Avrami, thanks he, to he, him. He always deserves the yeah, compliment. Yeah, oh, 100%. That I could tell you. Thank you to him. Uh, by the way, and you'll appreciate this as an aside, and I'm glad you mentioned him because it gives me an opportunity couple of days in Israel, you know how much juggling there needs to be done in order to get everything <laughs> done right. And he is behind the scenes doing, I mean, he's juggling like, you know, like, like one, no juggler ever has. Correct. I, I mean, like one of these guys that's right. got the ability to, uh, to juggle uh, expertly. Anyway, <coughs> Rami, who deserves all the accolades that we give him. Mm-hmm came through again and i thank him um so it's your this is your mic now because we did plan that at some point there'd be a thursday where we would uh, inform the audience about what's been going on and make this big announcement that uh, please god now and we still we still are at the beginning of the brand new season yeah that you would be uh, starting up uh, original uh, fresh new programming and right. uh, conversations etc on that's life so uh, where do you want to begin with this so i i mean i don't i i i'm not exactly sure where to begin but i think probably will be at the end and then moving ba- moving okay. backwards. I, th- I just as a uh, just as a um, as an epilogue, so to speak. I thank God I'm fine. I benched Gomel about three weeks ago. Oh boy! I think it was three weeks ago at this point. Um, I benched Gomel for um, some significant health issues. Um, one that came out of absolute nowhere, <laughs> and the other one that we sort of say, saw coming. So then to start at the beginning, um, in May, I hadn't been feeling well. Um, by June, I had a diagnosis. Um, and by by the end of June, I, we knew I needed surgery. Okay. So the surgery was planned. And, um, you know, by then I was already taking a, a break from recording, etc. My head, number one, not in the right place. And number two, frankly, spending a tremendous amount of time going back and forth between physicians. Right. But, yeah. again, for those who pay careful attention to this network. Right. <laughs> excuse me for laughing about this. No, no, let's go. <laughs> if you I'm not, cough, huh? If I'm, yeah, it's lingering. I can tell. For the last, I mean, for as long as I've been out, you've had a cough. And I'm supposed to... Uh, Speak of the unusual Forest Hills this uh, I Shabbos. heard. And I don't know. When I get up to speak, yeah, the, it does, the cough doesn't kick in. Maybe because you're standing. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. the irony of this whole thing for longtime listeners who were with us 12 months of the year and mm-hmm. don't take any time off during the summer is I believe that that surgery you're alluding to was scheduled for the day after the task show that we did. Am I right or wrong? It was scheduled. It was supposed to be that Monday, correct? But instead, I did it Tuesday. Correct. Which is funny because you're presenting 
no criticism, obviously, you know, telling everybody about the, about the break. But when it comes to certain things, thank God, you were right. You I were, was also at the the era for, you know, Rosh Hashanah show, your anniversary correct. show. I was there also. Correct. I'm um, seeing a number of people, obviously, who from our from our network family who only noticed the bandages on my body and were like, everything OK? And <laughs> no. So that, um, <laughs> so that July thing is the first medical right. issue. So the July thing is the first medical issue. I have the surgery. The surgery is significant. Um, and, and thank God. Yeah. And, and again, like, and, you know, I had had a preliminary surgery that we thought would, would, um, not make the second one. Correct. Necessary. I was going to say, you know, basically rule out having to have the second one, but that didn't work. And so we needed to have the second one. So, you know, not to be so elusive, but I had a full hysterectomy and elusive. That's pretty yeah, revealing. Well, frankly. whatever I'm saying, like we're be- beating around the bush. I had a hysterectomy. Oh, yeah. Thank God mm-hmm. I'm fine. Anyway, the day I came, but a lot of people wouldn't say that publicly. So I mean, a lot of people. Well, are ca- I think that's true about my personality in general, right? But a lot of right. people wouldn't say anything medically about themselves okay. publicly. I listen. One of the things that you again, and I, not a criticism, but I, one of the things that you and I know about each other and about being on the air is that the connection with our listenership and our community is about transparency, right? Plus, about, plus about, whatever people are on the air, they don't think they're speaking to anybody out there. No, like, but it's a very I, comfortable environment. Right, I know I am, right. but again, you know, there's a there's a, there's a feeling that I have in terms of my general personality about being transparent. Um, but in general, like where have, where's she been? Right. So oh, I get it. Okay. Anyway, so I had the surgery, uh, and thank God that very that went very well. I came home, and in a absolute freak accident, about six or seven hours after I came home from the hospital. I suffered second and second to third degree burns on my back, shoulder, and neck that um, then proceeded we to... We should say at least caused by hot water. We don't got through a lot of people to think there was a... No, know. it was uh, it was a good old-fashioned old old hot water bottle, right. one of those rubber hot water bottles that I was using for muscle pain, and the water was too hot, and it burst. And no, I'm not suing anybody, so do me a favor and don't <laughs> text that. But anyway, um, and the, by the next day, I was in Cornell Medical, uh, Burn Unit, and I was Thinking there... you might go home. Yeah, it seems that that was like delusional pain response. They, they convinced you otherwise. It was. It, I was evidently the only person thinking I was going to be going home. Um, again, I couldn't really see the extent of the burns. The Hatsala team that took me to the hospital certainly did. My husband certainly did. You know, everyone else certainly did. But suffice it to say, it became really evident I wasn't going anywhere. Um, and um, I was discharged from the ICU a number of days later, thank God, on many levels, that my husband is a Hatzalah member. They trained him in my wound care, but they had made it very clear that if it wasn't for the fact that he was on Hatzalah, they would have kept me a good couple more weeks. So um, it took a while to recover from that. Thank God I'm doing great. And again, as I started with, I benched Gomel and um, really... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing a recovery that the doctors at Cornell could not explain. From one week, I went at 50% closure and in terms of, like, the wound being open, the skin being open, to 100% closed, which absolutely made no sense. And there was a tremendous amount of siata deshmaya in, in, in my recovery. I, I know it. I, I, could, I could point to it in a million different ways, um, in a million different ways. And... Um, and it just, it, it has taken, it, it took a toll. Obviously, I wasn't able to go to work for a while. I wasn't able to drive. I was on tremendous pain medication. Um, but again, I'm, I'm here and 
Chaste Hashem. I am here. I'm sitting with you. I have a new show today I'm super excited about. Um, I was in Israel last week. I'm excited to discuss that. And um, and, and I just, and I, I you know, the, the Hakar Satov, obviously, that I have to God for um, for my recovery, the, the, the quickness, the miraculousness of my recovery is the no, no bounds. So there you have it. So a, there's, that's where I've been. A, a, <laughs> a different type of four or five month period. Right. Uh, but thank God, as you said, uh, everything now as you look back, Baruch Hashem. Yeah. I've, I learned a lot about, uh, I've learned, uh, listen, I'm not sitting here and getting philosophical. It's just not like, I wouldn't say, I, I've gotten very spiritual over this entire process because I've seen things. And I, and again, yeah, this is, um, this isn't, this isn't news, but a year ago I lost my father. Right. So this is, we are at the yet end of the year. My father's yard site is this Monday. Um, so, and my husband lost his father and we lost other people who were close to us all in a very short amount of time. And, um, and it has been, it has been a year. It has been a year. And then. And that's before October 7th. Right. It had been already been a year. So, quite a year, so yes. people understand. Right? It's been quite a year. It has been uh, to the point where a Rav in the community said, you know, said to me, God is yelling at you. Oh, gosh. And it, it occurred to me that God wasn't yelling at me, but he was, he was, he was trying to make me aware that, that, that something was, I was going to need to do something. And then the war hit and, you know, so many of us sprung into action in our own ways. Obviously you on your end, me on my end, everybody doing their thing. And, and if I wasn't healed, I wouldn't have been able to be doing what I'm doing and helping the way I'm, I, I like to think I'm helping. Again, everybody's doing their part. Um, and, um, and I just, I thank God that I'm healthy. I thank God that I'm healthy. We all thank God that you're healthy, and um, many people on the app already have tossed in uh, Rafur Shlema greetings, and uh, good to have you back greetings, I'm getting texts. And, uh, I thank everybody. 10.30 this morning, That's Life, which has had quite a life here at the Nahum Siegel yeah. Network, will continue in a vibrant way because there'll be a fresh brand new programming, and that'll be what's happening going forward, Baruch Hashem, and um, people will be able to enjoy that each and every week. So... Um, there's the explanation. Exactly. That's where she's been. That's what's been happening, um, as that, they say. Exactly. So I, I will, you know, publicly thank Hatzala and Stephen, of course, um, Hatzala, who took me that morning to Cornell. And God knows the angels in the Cornell burn ICU are just not to be believed. It's really, it's, um, it has given me a tremendous appreciation. I mean, you know, I, I have a thing for firefighters in general, because as I've joked with you, I run away from fires. These are people who run into fires. Right. Um, burn units from what I understand are usually occupied by, uh, firefighters, um, children, unfortunately, and um, and and they're the busiest time of year, so to speak, for a burn unit. Again, from my experience there and my talking to people there, is in the winter where there are a lot of space heaters used in apartments and homes, etc., that are without um, proper heating. Um, so I was in a quote unquote quiet time. <laughs> they don't, you know, the summer is not when there's a tremendous amount of activity, um, but. 
it was the care that I got at Cornell was not to be believed, not to be believed. I, I just, I can't get over it. And I, I have a, you know, I have an appointment coming up in a couple of weeks, just as quote unquote, as a checkup, but they are, they're complete angels. And, um, yeah, that's all I got to say. God sent the right people. Amen. Everything happens. Everything happens for a reason. Everything, uh, the timing of everything was crazy. Um, but whatever it is, it is, it is, it is a chapter that is closed. Thank God. Thank God. So I'm here. I got a show today. I'm excited to talk about it. You know, we got fortune cookies. I got my shtick back. You know, I'm looking forward. Are the fortune cookies here? Yeah, I just Holy saw them. Cow. I saw them. Thank wow. God. I didn't Thank even realize. I forget that you didn't realize. As soon as I saw them, I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot the fortune cookies. How do they last all these months? Well, That's they'll withstand the test of time. Especially with people cookies. in the studio who actually enjoy cookies. That's interesting. They lasted all this exactly. time. Exactly. Oh, boy. Um, well, welcome back to you, by the way. Thank you very much. Yes, Appreciate that. Yes, unbelievable programming. Thank you. I thank to you the second, I mean, by the way, I mean, not to take over your mic and your show. It is your show here this morning. Um, and you're like, why should today be any different? That's what that hand motion was. None of you could see the hand motion, folks, but Nahum just gave me the wave of the hand, which is like, sure, this is what she does anyway. Anyway, um, it's unlike you to go back to a location so quickly after the... Uh, yeah. Yes. No, go ahead. Like, uh, 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 to go back to a location right after, quote unquote, right after you had already been there. Nahum Siegel, the programmer Nahum Siegel would say something like, no, it's too soon. I should wait a little bit, etc." But yet you, you heeded a different call. You heard a different message. And so you made this decision, which if anybody knows Nahum Siegel knows this is not <laughs> Nahum Siegel's way, but he did it anyway. Well, I will tell remember, you. remember, by the way, we, we only have about 13 minutes. I will tell show. you that uh, after I left Israel three weeks ago, yeah. I said to myself, um, three weeks from now, meaning during this week, things are going to be very different. Mm. I felt it then, and because th when, when I was there three weeks ago, it was in the still in the immediacy of everything that had happened, uh, and that whole, that whole I I incredible... Um, atmosphere of mourning was just everywhere mm, yeah. um, among people that that you'd never even expected from um, and and that was and I said to myself there's no question that um, a few weeks from now a couple of weeks from now it's going to be different and sure enough this was a very different type of trip there are people who are uh, who are you know still in tremendous pain and there's a um, an atmosphere of helplessness and anger among many, but the women who've been handling being single mothers are handling it differently three weeks later. The country that's demanding the release of our hostages is handling that differently three weeks later. The, um, the activities on behalf of the soldiers are much more organized and being handled differently three weeks later, and I, and I would even argue that the Chesed projects mm. have been streamlined to an extent where there's more of a, an understanding of what the needs are and a more of an understanding of which projects to stay away from only because they, they don't have a guarantee of being able to carry through their mission. So when you, I'm just as an example, everyone always makes fun of the duffel bags, but as an example, when you're, when you, when you are part of an operation or you are becoming familiar with an operation where you literally see exactly the path of the duffel bag, how it gets <laughs> from where it needs to get to. I spoke about the combat mm -hmm. helmets that I had the pleasure of taking. So, you know, and, and you know that there's a team 
in the New York airports taking care of it, right. and that they are cooperating with Alal, and Alal is cooperating with them, and that there's a team to gather up the stuff in Ben Gurion Airport, you know, and bring it straight. They go straight from the airport to where it needs to get to. That's a you know that that's different in many cases than it was a few weeks back. So I. Um, you know, it's so an army of volunteers, and I le- oh, and I no mean that sincerely. That. Yeah. And um, I saw it last week. I I was able to um, to travel to Israel for Cross River. Um, my trip was uh, forget not canceled. It was supported. It was it was appreciated, etc. We do a tremendous amount of work, both philanthropically and uh, professionally in Israel. And so I was able to go, and I volunteered at Aroma in Beit Shemesh. Uh, making sandwiches, which, as I told you off the air, was a profound experience for any parent who has ever or any adult who has ever made a sandwich for a kid and who hasn't made a sandwich for a kid, for their kid, for somebody else's kid, packed a sandwich in a bag. Stand around with 100 people you've never met before who are dedicated to feeding other people's children and hand-making sandwiches. Daily. Daily. It is a profound experience. It really is. And I'm, I'm, I'm so not minimizing it. But my Lord... What an army of volunteers. They, they really are. There, are. there are 19-year-olds who are barking orders at people, telling people they didn't get tuna on enough of the sandwich, on a, covering enough of the bread. That's not a good slice of tomato. Pull that one off. Don't make a sandwich that way. Wrap it better. The whole thing. And, and you, you're almost like, really? And then you're like, yes, I will do that better because somebody's kid is getting that sandwich and we want to make sure to feed that person's child, even if it's, that is a 22-year-old man with a massive machine gun who is defending that country. It's somebody kid and that immediacy is felt absolutely absolutely everywhere it was really it was really such an incredible again mundane yet spiritual and a spiritual and impactful opportunity um that you you know you talk about these you talk about how well oiled it is that somebody commented to me when i when i landed last week when i said something about bb and of course everybody's talking everything all related to the war and BB and politics, et cetera. And um, this person was, and I'm not, this is not the topic. This is not the point. The, this point is not the point of me making this comment or sharing his comment. He said, um, BB should resign now. I said, I said, BB should resign in the middle of a war. He said, all I can tell you is that it has been clear that the citizens of this nation know what they are doing and know how to mobilize better than number one ever expected and number two than the government can. So I'm not speaking to the whole government part and I don't want to waste our time on it and I do think it would be a waste of our time, but just to speak to even he as a citizen is noticing how the citizenship has just materialized. I also, and I said this on the air uh, yesterday, um, the Shiva calls are different Mm. because... um, you know, I a few weeks ago I was at a shiva call for a lone soldier, and uh, th- those were the types of shiva calls that were dominant at that time. Not to minimize, because there's it, it, th- those are still going on, obviously. Uh, but this week I was at the lighter house, mm. which was a shiva call for a commander in the army, and, and personal for you. Yeah, right, and no doubt personal because of my relationship with Yechiel Lighter, and um, and there is a difference when you are sitting at a shiva call surrounded by armed, uniformed soldiers. Uh, people walk out of a shiva call and they're lamenting the, you know, the obvious uh, loss that, uh, that has gone, that has happened and, and how badly they feel for the family. I'm not saying that doesn't happen in this case. But they get up to say, I'm 
and they leave with the determination that we are now going back to defend the Jewish people <laughs> and to defend the state of Israel and, and to avenge the life of their friend, to make it you know, a sacrifice that was right. just not you know, a sacrifice for nothing. And that whole experience for me, and now, of course, we hear about the soldiers who are named today by the IDF who have been killed by the enemy. So this is going to go on and on, of course, those types of shiva calls. And, uh, you know, it's different experiences. So, you know, a lot of what I, like, for instance, when I speak this Shabbos, I'll be speaking about um, the topic is what American Jews need to know about what's happening in Israel since Simchus Torah. And I think there's a lot to glean from the first visit and a lot to glean from, from the last couple of days. And... Uh, you put it all together, and it's just one interesting experience I wish we didn't have to have. <laughs> Are you planning an additional trip between now and the end of December? Well, I'll be I'll be in Israel December 20th. I announced that. And um, it's funny because I texted her very fast from the plane, and I said the last line was, uh, I'll see you on the 20th. I think I land on the 20th. So I do anticipate seeing him that day if he's in the country. So I wrote C on the 20th, and I wrote, or before. <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. But right. right now, the way I feel, I'll, I'll wait till December 20th. The two-day trips are not, uh, are not easy. Nah, and, we're not young and, anymore. And planes aren't friendly to <laughs> no, me. forget you. Just the likes of me, Kavachom, are you. I can't. I'm too old. My, someone asked me. I'm in, so old. I someone get off these planes, me, I feel like I'm ancient. Someone asked me a baggage claim. How, how was your flight? I said, there's only one answer when you're my size. There's only one answer. Awful. Right. There's only one answer to that question. What do you mean? There's so much leg room. Oh, stop I said, it. Oh, I, stop I said it. the leg room is the, is the first of 30 issues right. that I got to deal with, you know? So even if I'm in a seat that has additional right. leg room. It's actual. I mean, not to, not to say what we usually say, but shkayach. Like, really. It's just so funny because this whole thing, of course, oh. there was a, a whole LL thing. Someone complimented me yesterday in Israel how, <laughs> how when someone says something, I think before I respond. And I said, I'm not quite sure I agree with that after I totally destroyed <laughs> for no reason, totally undeservedly yesterday on the air. But of course, our listeners know that I have a love-hate relationship with certain airlines. Well, you also so, yeah. have a love-hate relationship with airlines. Correct. Yeah. For, it's and, just uncomfortable. Listen, so. LL, honestly. Don't take it personally. Seriously. <laughs> I, I can't tell you and to their how credit, many carriers have we been on. Correct. And to yeah. their credit, they always say to me, anybody your size always complains. Correct. So at least I'm, you know, right. they, they You're get in good it. company they, with like the other not, 4% of the population right. who are your size. Correct. Whose last name are all Siegel, coincidentally, because <laughs> so, otherwise they don't come like you. So at least they get it. That, you right. know, that, you know, it's coming from a place that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. So when I complain about the leg room, it's a problem. <laughs> right. Sit that down, would be a problem. Kid. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Whatever. You know what? The I traveled with someone yesterday. I mean, coincidentally, yeah. she was just on the same plane. And, and, I, and you know who it is. And I think I could, I mean, even though, I mean, you know who it is, but I'm, I wouldn't say on the air who it is. But, but what I'm saying. <sighs> the it, listeners want to know. No, but what I'm saying is that um, <laughs> she was making fun of her height. So I, I don't think oh. she'd mind me saying okay. this. And, and she's, you know, literally. I mean, I don't say I can say literally. She she looks half the size of me. Like you know, okay. I mean, you know, like again, not a barometer. The old could fit in my pocket. The whole thing, you know, right? <laughs> and I'm looking at her as we're boarding, and I go, "Oh my god, how 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 amazing must it be to be that size on an airplane?" Right, right exactly. The qualifier is on an airplane. Otherwise, right. trust me, she doesn't love her size. Got it. Exactly. Got it. All right. There so you for go. the times that she's on a plane, it works out well. Um, so she needs to have somebody help her with her bag in the overhead. 
It didn't look that way. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, the bottom line is that there was good programming, a lot of important lessons. Mm -hmm. If you're at the Youngersville Forest Hills Friday night, it's randomly. What, it's what we needed to know, what we need to know since Simple Story. If you're there, Shabbos morning, the sermon topic oh. is the sermon topic is must one stand for an IDF soldier. Interesting. That's the topic of my sermon. Interesting. How many minutes do you have for your sermon? I was told I can go up to 20. What? Well, that is, I mean. That's good or bad? Well, I don't think I should answer that on the air. Well, is it a lot or a little? I think it's a lot. Oh, okay, good. Oh, so yeah. I'll, I'll be somewhere between no, 10 and 20. No, be a hero. Get to 12. <laughs> I'll be somewhere between <laughs> 10 and 20. I just got to write this thing now. And today's, today's not the day for that. Folks, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that sentence about 48 hours before Nahum has to speak somewhere. I just got to write that. Okay, Nahum, you'll write it. I know. Rest assured, just, you know. you'll write it. You'll write it. Listen, I'm not producing this show, but it's 8.58. Baruch Rofei Cholin. Amen. Miriam Wallach is back better than ever. 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. You'll Thanks hear her right God. here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard a listener sponsored digital radio around the world of web at NahumSiegel.com on the Nahum Siegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.